This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Had I been a teenage boy in the 80s, this would probably be my favourite film. The thing is, every moment I was watching it, I wanted to turn it off and walk away. But hearing you talk about it, I can't help but agree with everything you said. (laughs) It's horrible to watch, but it is beautiful to talk about and remember. There's like almost poetry hidden within the keywords. I do this at 3am when I can't sleep. So there's, uh, there's an erotic love poem. Wanted sexual advances. Inviting sexual advances sexual advances (laughs) (laughs) hello film fans in the studio today we have steve hello greg hello and as always kobe roadhouse roadhouse (laughs) yes (laughs) thank you as always to the mighty people for the mighty mighty tunes and thanks to ben from rockwood audio for his awesome editing skills please do remember to write a review and rate us on apple Podcasts anywhere you can do where you listen to the podcast because it really does help us and you can join in the conversation with us on twitter at flixwatcherpod and on instagram at flixwatcher And welcome to this episode of Flix Watch Podcast. In our studio today, we have Steve and Greg. If you would like to say hello to our lovely listeners and tell them a little bit about who you are and what you do, please. Hello, listeners. My name is Steve Cross. I'm a comedian and in podcast land. I am one of the players of Chaotic Adequate, an improvised fantasy comedy set in the world of Dungeons and Dragons, but expressly without the permission of the people who make Dungeons and Dragons, who disapprove of our inability to do the rules properly or care about which god is which. Have they contacted? you to tell you so I went and had a meeting with them really <laughs> yes so they invited you in and said I you're went, doing it wrong yeah well no <laughs> it, it came it became obvious very quickly that they'd not listened to a lot of our podcast and they had listened to a lot of Dungeons and Dragons podcasts and kind of thought we might be a bit like them but uh, we are less coherent than any of them they thought Chaotic Adequate was a light joke rather than a specific description of the contents of the podcast but uh, I do recommend going to visit if you ever get the chance go and visit Hasbro, uh, who make Dungeons and Dragons and also Transformers and My Little Ponies and Nerf Guns, partly because there is a giant... The toys that made us. There's a giant life-size My Little Pony that's actually puking rainbows in the office that you have to go and meet. And where, where is this Hasbro place? Well, I don't want to give it away because... Is like, it? What, <laughs> which country? Which, sorry, which city? Oh, no, it's in London. Okay. It's in an anonymous industrial estate in London where you have to get an actual railway there and oh. then walk down a canal. And you have to walk past a strip club um, and the strip club is brilliantly called Inhibitions, the worst name for a strip club, where surely that's the opposite yeah, of what you off. want from a strip club. And who are you, good sir? Uh, my name is Gregory Aikman. I wasn't allowed to go to the meeting with Hasbro. Nope. <laughs> um, but I am the dungeon master on Chaotic Adequate, 
and one of the many reasons why the rules are adhered to so loosely or not at all as they are. In many ways, I am the reason we are not super successful and have Hasbro backing. Well, do Hasbro back uh, some of of these other podcasts? I think they speak highly of some of them, don't they? Yeah, they love the ones that uh, are set in whatever the new book is that they brought out so that they can get people to buy more of the new book. I have bought the new book, Hasbro. We don't use it, but I have bought it. If they brought out new Do you books? use it just yeah. to wedge the table, that wobbly table? There's a book of what it's like <laughs> in hell. There's the new book that has the rules for robots in it. Well, we could just make up rules for robots. This is the yeah. problem. What it's like show. in hell is a little bit like what it's like in Warhammer 40k as well. <laughs> right. Let's go on to like proper stuff, guys. We're talking about Roadhouse today, Roadhouse. which was uh, your choice, Steve. Yes. So can you tell us, first of all or in either order, tell us why you chose it and give us a synopsis in one minute or less. So I chose Roadhouse because I think it's a perfect Netflix film. Right. In that it asks <laughs> very little of you, but gives you a lot. Um, I think you can use it in a number of different situations. If you're on a date with the right kind of person, it's a date film. It's a watch it when your kids hit about 11 and they start wanting to see films where people hit each other. It's a pretty safe version of people. This is an eight, this is an 18 rated no, film. It, it, it's an 18 in a very different age. It's an 18 where just punching somebody in the balls, which happens three times during this film, <laughs> is uh, enough to get you an 18 rated film. I mean, this yeah, it would be a 15 now, this Probably, yeah. Mm, Maybe even yeah. a 12 age. Yeah, 12, I reckon. No, because there's too many nipples. Oh, there are a lot. There are, I counted them, eight different sets of tits are shown throughout the film. In New Zealand, it was given an M, which was the equivalent of their 15 at the time. Yeah, it's, and they're, yeah. they're a notoriously intolerant people. Oh, oh which they, tells you a lot. they hate action. So to summarise the film, um, if we think about the script of this film from the point of view of Joseph Campbell's hero's journey... Our hero is Dalton and uh, he's living a life uh, looking after a club, but it's no longer a challenge for him. He wants a challenge. That's the thing that he goes to. So he leaves his comfortable surroundings, as as you would expect from the hero's journey, goes to a new club, which is called the Double Deuce, or as Sam Elliott pronounces it randomly in the middle of the film, the Double Douche. And nobody <laughs> says to him, <laughs> nobody says to him, can we retake that line? It's called the double deuce. It's one of the many moments in the film where the director has gone, ah, it's fine, we'll go with it. Uh, he goes to the double deuce. Um, he cleans it up. Uh, he learns a lot, but at great cost to himself and, himself and others. Uh, and then he essentially returns to his original life in that the double deuce becomes the calm club that he has left. Very good. Uh, Helen, what are your thoughts on Roadhouse? So amazingly, I'd got through life having never seen this, but knowing a fair bit about it. It's one of those films that I feel anyone can give you a a rough synopsis just from never having seen it. Yeah, (laughs) It's Um, like we've all read The Great Gatsby without reading The Great Gatsby. So the bits that I knew about it were obviously Patrick Swayze and (laughs) ripping ripping a man's throat out with his bare hands. Can I talk about the ripping the throat out? We'll we'll get to this. We'll get to this. (laughs) Calm calm your boots. It wasn't as good as I expected that moment. Oh, that moment. Yeah, Yeah. the rest of the film is amazing. I mean, I I don't know whether to save it for later or, or to go now. So occasionally when we do this, what I really like to do is read IMDb reviews of films that we're reviewing. Yes. Um, I've got some great ones. So these are actual reviews. Truly great violence, action, cars, fighting, music, and sexy chicks that put out, just to kind of give you... There is a lot of unprotected sex in this film. 
Again, this is another one. Nearly all the women, nearly all the women are hot. And the beginning has some of the best manly action. Uh, And then someone was talking about this being a guilty pleasure glove. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of sums sums it up really, I think. Do you you agree with those? Do you agree with those? That's the question. I mean, I don't quite think I'm the target audience for this, but had I been a teenage boy in the 80s, this would probably be my favourite film and still be my favourite film. It's got things in it like there's a lady doctor in it. Yes. (laughs) I don't know if you noticed the hospital, right. The hospital that he goes to. That cannot cannot be. Not only is the doctor sexy, but all of the other medical staff working around her are also sexy, sexy women. Hospital. And this is because his medical bills are paid by his work. So because he's not paying, he can afford to go to the local sexy hospital that costs more, but all the staff are fit. Roadhouse is perfect in every way. Like they, they, You think that's weird, but it's explained earlier when he says that his boss is paying all his And it had bills. to have the doctor being a woman in some way to make up for the fact that, no, they're not all objects. Look, that no. one's a doctor yeah, and everything. Doctor, right? That's yeah. a smart one. Yeah. Greg, what are your thoughts on Roadhouse? I, um, I didn't in, enjoy it very much. I tried really hard because I do like... It is more of a cool person's film, yeah. I do like brain dead action and that, but I just, I couldn't, I couldn't get on board with it. I even enjoy Patrick Swayze in like uh, Donnie Darko. I thought he was good in that for a bit, but it, it it's it's so it's so tedious. I enjoy the bizarre nature of a film that has a monster truck heavily featured yes. in it mm. that no one comments. Yes, on. well, it was it was um, what's it called? It was Chekhov's. It was Chekhov's monster truck, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. You see a monster truck, you know it's going to go over some cars. Part of the dramatic perfection of this film is that all mm. the things that you think are weird and unnecessary become... Like, the throat rip is mentioned in Act 1. Yep. And then the throat rip happens in Act 3. The throat rip is not left unanswered at and any point. in an attempt to go like, oh, this character, by the way, is really an unpleasant one, we will show him having sex with a woman who we have just recently told you is definitely underage. Yeah. It just seemed really... Sometimes you've... Because in a film, some characters you don't see for very long. Right. You've got to get across whether you're supposed to like them or hate them. Are they good or bad? You've got to get that across in milliseconds. It's like you're trying to write a screenplay based on this film. Oh, no, sorry, a rule for writing screenplays and you're using this my, film my as, a, as a perfect foil. My point is this foil. film already features all of the rules that other people think. So I think that... No, it, does anyone save the cat? It's not the greatest art, <laughs> but it is the greatest piece of just pulling together everything. Because like, I can always see that somebody has tried to get this film made and obviously the people with the money are like, it's just a guy that hits people in a bar. Why are we going to make this? And then what they've had to do to justify the money is add things over and over again. So they found out one of the producers really likes monster trucks. So they're like, oh, one guy has a monster truck? <laughs> what does he do with it? He just drives to work, mainly. <laughs> and then, that sort of thing. And they're like, okay, monster Then trucks. when called, Dave, um, we need you to drive over some cars. Can you turn up half past three? <laughs> Is that okay? Um, and you know Dave was ready. <laughs> Dave was waiting for that call. Well, that's why that's you buy a monster truck, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Dave, can you pick me takeout? And can you take the route that involves driving through the other person's building and crushing all the cars? Yeah, all right. Uh, the monster truck's a bit high up for the takeout window, though. It's, it's a bizarre film, which... Right. I mean, the it was fa- made in 1989, yes. so I think Came it's out, all yeah. the... Bizarre well, times. The indicators for it being a bizarre film are, are all there. 
But you know when Patrick Swayze, um, or Dalton, he's called, Dalton, he? yeah. No other names like Lovejoy. Oh, James. James Dalton, his name is, isn't it? When did you find that out? When he's, how many times have you seen this film? I've seen it twice and I found this out. Oh, did you watch it sober? Well, as You can't watch Roadhouse sober. That'll be what That's I was going with. That's the first rule. <laughs> but, um, Patrick Swayze should be the only sober person when you're watching Roadhouse. When he's in hospital getting yeah. his whole staples yeah. uh, by Doc, yeah. Um, you see his medical records and it gives his oh, first name. Same James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, th- okay, freeze frame, Greg. There you go. <laughs> but that, that hospital thing is one of the many moments you said, like, this film it doesn't make sense and it's mm. weird. But I think as part of it being 1989, there's loads of bits where if it was in the 90s, it would have to become meta and people would turn to the camera. There's so many lines that are delivered in it where the correct response would be, what? <laughs> like when he says, when he's, she says, don't you want any painkillers? And he says, pain don't hurt. She says, well, some of my other patients would disagree with you. Whereas the normal response is to go, what, mate? What are you talking about? <laughs> it's, it's, it's I used to fuck guys like you in prison. What? Yeah. <laughs> why are you saying, why are you telling me that while why we're is, fighting? Yeah, why, is there a, why have you got a witty comeback to that rather than just being like, oh, all right, mate. But the whole film would be about a half hour shorter if people just spoke at a normal pace. <laughs> but every line is delivered like it's the most important words that have ever come from that person's mouth. Slowing proceedings down dramatically. My favourite was, uh, you're too stupid to have a good time. <laughs> Up there with, she has entirely too many brains to have an ass like yes! that. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get to Sam Elliott in a bit. Oh, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. I've let's, got a Sam Elliott story. Let's talk about the concept of this job. I, don't, I didn't do any research to see if this kind of job as a cooler existed. If there was such a job as a cooler, yeah. Sam Elliott and Patrick Swayze are not the people to do this job. Because as everyone says, mm, I thought he'd be bigger. As every other... <laughs> but I love that about it, right? So they're, they're, it's just, it's a beautiful example of, of taking the thing that everybody reviewing the film would otherwise say and then just putting it in the film so many times and so well. So like within so, 20 seconds, there is the first height joke where in the background, you can hear somebody that wants to fight Patrick Swayze shouting, you seven dwarves motherfucker. <laughs> like the, the height jokes start almost... Amid. So there's no way as a reviewer, you can be like, Patrick Swayze was unconvincingly small. <laughs> Because the film's like, yeah, we know. But then the line, uh, I expected you to be bigger, is only said three times. And uh, one of those times is uh, the blind musician, uh, Cody, is yeah. his name? Um, Who was amazing at guitar, by the way. I, I didn't know he could play the he guitar was, in the He was so that. amazing at guitar that if you listen carefully, he's playing two different guitar lines at yeah, once. Yeah, there was so no many bassist. There was no bassist. The no, sorry, there was only a bassist. There was no other mm. second guitar. But it tricks us into believing that that line's said several million, million times throughout the movie, but only three times it's said. And one time, Cody's just telling him it as a joke, like, hey, this is what everyone says to you, I, isn't I it? also want to know about their relationship, because it seemed like, on the outset, Cody goes on ahead to a crap bar, and then Dalton follows, <laughs> <laughs> joins him in said crap bar, then Cody goes on to the next <laughs> one. <laughs> It seems like kind of, yeah, do you remember that place? Oh, that was a real shithole. They, that's the kind of relationship they seem to have. It's like, oh, yeah. But He's Dalton, protective of him. No, it's not. The, it's the setup that he goes to a place that's shitty. You go into the next place, make sure it is properly shit, recommend me, I'll come along, and we'll sort it out and remove the chicken wire. 
Um, just, I like beer every- bottles don't smash when you throw them at chicken wire. If you've ever tried to smash a yep. beer bottle, it is way harder than that. Have but you tried to smash Blues a Brothers, Loads of times. Blues Brothers tells you otherwise. There is really loose chicken wire. Like, we could go outside now, buy some chicken wire, throw beer bottles at it all night. It's not going to smash when it hits the chicken can, wire. Can we, can no. we do that? Okay. No, we're in Camden, Gregory. London's right. fashionable. No, but there's a DIY shop, DIY shop, DIY shop, I should say yeah. it properly, uh, which will sell chicken wire and yep. the Sainsbury's. Right. Which sells the beer. Let's do it. Right. Do coolers exist? <laughs> a cooler's just like a head bouncer, isn't it? But with a better mm. name. And he got paid quite a lot. £500 a day. Yeah. Multiplied wow. up now. That's I like the bit where the man's like, uh, this room is $100 a month to rent. Can you afford that? And Dalton just goes, yeah. Rather than like, mate, I need <laughs> bucks a night. <laughs> I drive a beater. The biggest expense in my life is new windscreens. Four cars he has in this film. Yeah. Which it doesn't really go into much other than the assumption is that people hate him so hard that yeah, they destroy they all of his car. cars. But he yeah. has a nice car, which he never takes to work, so people don't smash it up. <laughs> but well, I love the fact that the reveal of his like super amazing car is that it's um, an automatic transmission Mercedes of the kind that like uncles drive. <laughs> it's like a weird old man car. <laughs> oh, it's so exciting racing across America in this automatic Mercedes. And apparently, right, on um I was reading on IMDB about this about this movie, right? And <laughs> Yeah. See? I research again, research yeah. and notes. Patrick Swayze was so handsome, it yeah. caused many, many problems, including a female extra who was playing a waitress, was too busy looking at him, didn't see where she was going, and spilled all of her drinks on another extra. Yeah, so the thing is, we're all laughing at it. It's so ridiculous, Swayze, in this. But in 1989, he's the hottest thing imaginable, apart from Sam Elliott yeah. in this film, who is the straightest thing that has ever existed. No one's saying Patrick Swayze isn't beautiful in this film. He's not as beautiful as Sam Elliott. Yeah, but it's it, but Sam Elliott being better isn't the same as Swayze being not good. Yeah, no, it's true. Everyone in this film is fit apart from all the men other than Swayze, and Elliot, <laughs> who are this bizarre collection of misformed freaks. Which I believe they put into their contracts. Like, yeah. Are there other men going to be topless? Can they be absolutely horrible? <laughs> well, straight from the very beginning, you've got the problem with the the kind of men all being hideous and the women all being attractive, is that the girlfriend of the richest, most refined man in town every night drinks in the crappiest bar in town. <laughs> This, I mean, this whole setup. I mean, how does how does this film exist? Is something I was just kind of thinking through my head all this kind of time. I think it's this concept of a cooler. It's relatively nonsense. cheap to make. It sits in a nice gap in the market. You know, it's actiony without having to blow up loads and loads. Yeah. You know, it's cheaper to make than a Schwarzenegger film. Hits some of the same beats. I and think. Does anyone know about the production of this? Because I think this could potentially have been a Schwarzenegger kind of film or a Stallone film that didn't get made. Because this is I don't, over no, the top. I think. I think it has to be him. It has to be Swayze. This is. I haven't seen it, but this is kind of sounds to me a little bit like Cocktail. It's got that. But if you have, I mean, the first person who was supposed to be Beverly Hills Cop was Sylvester Stallone. And when Eddie Murphy joined it, they changed it all. So I think there's, there's definitely a reason, there definitely is a concept where it was a big muscle guy. And then when Swayze joined it, they changed it. So there's a and scene where the he was doing the crouching Otherwise tiger Otherwise it would just be another unwatchable hitty film with punching. It, it Whereas, is no, but, the, but But the thing is, it's not, it's more. What what is it more? All you're doing it, is it, saying no, it is it, more. You are not just comes it. ahead of the '90s waves film, understanding what genre they're in and messing with it. But it does it 
non-ironically. So the monster truck is not in there as a joke. The monster truck is in there because it would be good to have a monster truck. <laughs> I mean, I can't... The thing is, I didn't enjoy it. While I was watching it, every moment I was watching it, I wanted to turn it off and walk away. But hearing you talk about it, I can't help but agree with everything you said. <laughs> this is like, you... Well, you have to watch it drunk enough that you would be in one of those bars. Look, I didn't Netflix it. I bought this film to watch it, right? Because I was intending on watching it several times. Yeah, yeah, but you can still do that with Netflix, though. They I, don't stop you watching again. Flatmate was in the lounge. No. Um, I do I do have a copy of Roadhouse 2, if you ever want to watch it. So don't. There is actually one, because on the screen... Roadhouse 2 is unwatchably bad. Yeah, I, I can imagine that. With, Why? So, the thing with... Imagine this, but no fun. <laughs> with airboats. Is the remake ever going to happen? What's an airboat? Oh, yeah. is that when... Okay. Giant fan on the back barely goes into oh, the like water. Oh, like sounds across amazing. The no, the airboats are the star. Like, they're very much the, the monster, monster truck. truck. Yeah, but the without star. the rest of the film. <laughs> like in Gentle Ben. So, <laughs> the fights in this are... There's there's a lot of fights for no, for no reason. Oh, yeah, no. the knee, the knee knocking, knocking down on the knee. Manly action. But everyone wants to fight Swayze. Yeah, there's a lot. No of, there's, there's a lot of ball punching. Yeah, um, there's, there's some nasty. But the nice thing is, all the fights are shot just wide enough that you can see what's going on. If you go and watch a 2020 action film, every fight is shot so zoomed in, all you can see is a random bit of flesh moving into it. Because all the action heroes are like 68 and can't actually do action scenes anymore. This, you actually just get to see Sam Elliott punch a man in the stern. No, it's, it's changed. And that was a Paul Greengrass thing. And now they they used to do that because they thought that's a good way to cut film. But now people are since the raid and stuff. Since the raid, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's why I enjoy watching the raid. But this is very much a proto raid. It's raid. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. No, no. if everybody right. in the raid had been drunk, mm. more like this. But the fights go on too long because if you're just doing wide angle, like you can see everything that's happening. Yeah. I don't need to see everything that's happening for five minutes. If you're cutting it every two seconds or every half a second and wobbling the camera back, yeah. you're like, oh, I can imagine what I think the fight possibly is. But if you see a fight, it is boring to watch. When he rips the throat What out- about the fight where some of them are fighting and a man in the background is just smashing bottles of Tia Maria over and over again? I mean, well, that's brilliant, obviously, because that is probably mirroring one of the very, very first scenes in the film where at uh, one minute, 34 seconds, right, <laughs> uh, in the club bar he's working in first, there's um, people dancing and a fight looks like it's about yes. to kick off, right? But in the uh, far right-hand corner, there's just a guy in a white suit dancing like he's having a better time than anyone <laughs> has ever had. Is this before or after the beautiful line, darling, why don't we go somewhere and get nipple to nipple? And she says, I can do that on my own. Yeah, uh, that is... Uh, to which the correct before. response, of course, would be, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> I did actually say that. Because I was like, logistically, how does that work, lady? Um, I would like to know what you're talking about. My favourite, okay, my favourite setup to the fight was the throat, was the throat pulling fight, where the guy gets on a motorbike Careens oh, yeah. off for 128 yeah. billion miles an hour. Yeah. Patrick Swayze runs faster than the Terminator T-1000, yeah. catches him, dives up and then proceeds Some to rip Some motorbikes aren't, just aren't that quick. Is that right? Yeah. And Swayze took also a Also surprisingly high number of explosions in this film. Yeah. Yeah. Extremely large explosions. Yes. Where the whole <laughs> building... Enjoyable. <laughs> that, none of those places should have exploded in that way. No. I can't, I can't fathom them. But... One of the very, very first scenes in the entire movie, 
in many ways sort of signposts and signals the entire thing, right? Because at about one minute in, we've scanned out, we've we've looked over a massive car park mm-hmm. and a car's driving in. And then the passenger side door opens and a woman gets out by just swinging both of her feet around at the same time, which no one has ever got out of a car other than a child doing that, and just steps up, which signifies straight away that this film is going to be doing something which no one ever asked for and is probably more awkward than it should be, but somehow you're going to be able to find merit in it and joy in it thinking back. It's horrible to watch, it's not enjoyable (laughs) to watch, but it is beautiful to talk about and remember. I, um, this is my first time watching it, and I don't know why... Well, I'm telling well, you, well, I'm, what this is my revelation. What are you doing with your life? I, I thought you were a great film aficionado. This is like one of the well, top ten canon... So I would have been nine when this first came out, as an 18, and it wasn't like Robocop where I had to know, I had to watch that film. So I, I, I just wasn't aware of it. It wasn't Schwarzenegger, it wasn't Stallone. Mm. Swayze for me was that guy from the from the dancing film. That's why this is so great. as a nine-year-old... Finally, we get to see Swayze <laughs> punch a man in the balls. He so, was asked so as to a nine-year-old too. As a nine-year-old, this would not have made... I would not have gone to the, to the to Blockbuster or the local mm. video shop and yeah. said, Mummy, can I get that, please? To which she would have replied, no, because I wouldn't have asked her repeated times also, for her to cave in for, <laughs> for which, what she did for Robocop. I love the idea but, of your mum having to explain to you, I heard you have balls big enough to come in a dump truck. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I mean... You what is the, is the response there? Well, I mean, anyone could come into a dump truck. I, I it's think the, the, yes. the implication. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but my the thing that actually made me want to watch Roadhouse was an episode of Family Guy, where I, was, I didn't know what the concept of Roadhouse was, but there's a Family Guy sketch which is repeated a few times, yeah. where he kicks someone over and then says Roadhouse, and I was like, okay, there's some like there's something to Roadhouse. There's there's a joke to Roadhouse which I don't know, and I've seen the joke all the way through for was it two hours. Uh, no. Yeah, well, one hour, 54 minutes, so nearly, yeah. Yeah, oh, which is too long for this film. Yeah, there's also, there's some great, great things that happen nearer to the end of it. There's a, um, the fake car, the old stabbing oh, yeah. the, the foot on the gas it's a, yes, it's yes. A, Or a brick, isn't it? Yeah. Where it's do, a knife, knife, knife through the accelerator pedal. Oh yeah, in this case I'm saying and it's it a knife, was, but sometimes it's a breeze block, yeah. isn't it? Or is there something there? So, and they well, don't know. Let's they don't know he's not in the car. The brilliant structure of this film. So the, the car jumps in. I think the use the, of brilliant the man, is... The man takes <laughs> the knife yeah. out of the accelerator pedal and puts it into his exactly matching scabbard so wasn't we it his know. knife though we know but it was we know oh, yeah, that sure. he was the man that stabbed garrett because it's his yeah. knife and on that knife it's got a coin with tails facing up on it yeah 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 it's there we go there's also immaculate. a near death by polar bear yes <laughs> yeah why wasn't he dead uh well taxidermy's not that heavy is it not i've yeah. no frame of reference and um at no point in the film apart from the last five minutes are there any police vaguely interested no in any but that's covered they, they said they've bought. got him in his yeah. pocket no, they, but then when the police turn up right at the very end and everyone just goes I don't see anything the police just go like good fair enough there's no right. other evidence here that a crime has been committed <laughs> and they just walk away because you know that fella um, Red had carried all the guns away yeah so yeah. obviously there was so hold there. on he's dead with multiple different Gunshot wounds from yeah. different guns. Yeah. Exactly the number of people that are here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you, anything else, guys? No, 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 we, we didn't see anything. Didn't see just, anything yeah. Why okay. do police not do any policing in movies? Um, it doesn't Convenience. Seem before, we, before we go on to, Steve has got 
uh, something quite special prepared for us, he says. Right. But let's, let's talk about Sam Elliott here. Yes. This is, the, this is probably the earliest film I've seen of him because every, every other film he's older, more gruff than this yeah. and yeah. also has a moustache. When he turned up in this, I was like, whoa, Sam Elliott. Yeah. He looks good for whatever age he is at that point. And this is, Sam Elliott is the reason why as a straight man, you shouldn't watch this film with somebody on an early date. Because there will be moments where they look at Sam Elliott and they look at you and they realise they could have more than they're getting. <laughs> so you really need to get somebody to the point where they no longer care about your looks anymore and are more interested in your personality or financial situation before you have a date with them there where you watch Roadhouse. Because Sam Elliott is just pure... He was pure, probably one of the most attractive people masculine. ever in the world during this film, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, yeah, he yeah. killed Hitler and Bigfoot in that film recently, didn't he? I don't think you're allowed to spoiler other films. No, that, the film is called The, man who, the man who Killed Bigfoot, Bigfoot and then Hitler. Oh, right. Yeah. Way but yeah, so he's got the Sam Elliott voice, but the Sam Elliott voice is strapped into... Although I do like there's a line, somebody just goes, go away, Dad, to him. <laughs> there's so many subtle little hidden... And also, this is the only time I've seen him like walk for more than... Five metres. Oh, he limps everywhere through the whole film, disemphasising yeah, like how hard But he is. punches people. Other films I've seen him, he's either sat at a bench yeah. or he's like walking very labouredly for maybe five metres and then yeah. sits down Has and it's really just relies on his voice. Legs? I don't know. He's such a good actor, you, have you would never You to pay him know. extra to walk. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> in Grandpa, in Grandma, he, he walks like five metres. In uh, Star, A Star Was Born, that was the last film he had. So, let's, so Steve, you have a special surprise for us so um a couple of years ago i became more obsessed with this film than anyone should be and uh, one of the things that i did was go to imdb and look up the keywords page now imdb make it quite hard to find the keywords pages now because i think they're quite embarrassed about them i'd like to just say generally imdb as website is dog shit yeah. the navigation of it is atrocious but the genius thing about the keywords here is that they've been user submitted. So they tell you when people look for Roadhouse, mm -hmm. what are they looking for? You know, keywords aren't things like cinematic masterpiece or coherent plot. And uh, I got overly obsessed with the keywords for Roadhouse because a lot of them read as uh, if you're a comedian and you're trying to do a misdirection joke, a rule of three, they, rule of rule, they read as rules of three. So they're things like uh, action hero, karate kissing while having sex <laughs> or um, semi-automatic pistol pump action shotgun white panties and they they read on like this over and over again and I got more and more obsessed with all these different ones and I realized that some of them there's like almost poetry hidden within the keywords so there's uh, there's an erotic love poem hidden in the keywords uh, in the following wanted sexual advances inviting Sexual advances. Sexual advances. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got more and more obsessed with them and I started trying to see whether I could put them into haiku. Um, those of you who know will know that the haiku is a structure that goes 575, but it's also about the haiku attitude, uh, which is a readiness for an experience for its own sake and the haiku moment. So I wrote things, uh, you can pull them together and write things like um, neon sign, dark past, Man Naked Undercovers, Small Town Machismo. <laughs> Polar Bear Shot to Death, Stuffed Animal, Trophy Animal. Tough Guy? Do, can I end on a question mark? It, well, it, does, it doesn't in the keynotes, but I've put that in. I sure. think that's, that's all right. So then I wrote a limerick, which goes, Disarming some... <laughs> <I'm> laughing, <cookie. clears throat> 
disarming someone underwear, pump action shotgun polar bear. <laughs> Blind singer karate, waitress, one-man army, bikini, martial arts master. I'm halfway through a sonnet. Halfway. <laughs> I've got I've got this stanza. I wonder if I wonder if Shakespeare ever said I'm halfway through a sonnet. Will well, you just indulge me for a second? I've got the first stanza down, which is uh, female removes her clothes, disarming someone, small town. Bouncer, fired from the job, knife scar. Girl in panties exploding, building one man army, kissing, sex on first date, bar. That is that's a, a proper pentameter thingy. What pentameter? I'm I'm building up a sonnet line by line. It might take me another couple of years. I do this at three a.m. when I can't sleep. Is I put Roadhouse into poetry. Well, thank you very much for bringing beautiful. that to, to Fist Watcher. No, it's, I think it's important to bring... There's part of the thing about Roadhouse is that great art inspires art. Mm-hmm. You know, most films, you watch them and all they inspire you to do is maybe buy some of the brands featured in it. But Roadhouse, I mean, it, it triggers higher levels of thought, higher levels of, of creativity. No, no. Roadhouse... Well, not in did, you, you don't have Roadhouse high Roadhouse didn't do that. You did that. Inspired so, by Roadhouse. Nope. You did that inspired by your own desire... To trick people into thinking Roadhouse inspired you to do that. But Gregory, so I... It's I, a subtle but important I, difference. No, is the reason you hate Roadhouse? Because Dalton also has a philosophy degree like you, but is much more successful in his career than you are. I, I could probably rip someone's throat out. I think everyone I mean, could rip I, someone's throat out. It seemed very easy to do. It did seem easy. And it seemed easy. like his go-to move that he only stopped doing with the big baddie because he thought of the doctor wouldn't like it. <laughs> Right, nice. I think on, on that, guys, let's head to the scores. I'm Sam Clements, host of the 90 Minutes or Less Film Festival, another podcast in the Stripped Media family, a podcast that celebrates movies under 90 minutes long. Each episode, I'm joined by a special guest who selects a movie to join our prestigious lineup. Past guests have come from the worlds of film, television, music, food, comedy, and podcasting. Search for us now on the app you're currently listening to this podcast or join us at 90minfilmfest.com. Welcome to the Spreadsheet of Dreams. All of our scores are out of five. You may have decimal places if you wish. And uh, we'll start off with you, Steve, with your recommendability. Well, I chose it um, and I've watched it lots of times. Uh, It's five. I don't know anyone who's watched Roadhouse with somebody else and not enjoyed it. I mean, yeah, if you're watching it yourself at home and you're like, I'm going to review this for my blog where I prove I'm really clever with the way I talk about metaphor. Don't watch it. You hate films. You hate yourself. If you're the kind of people that... Uh, I was at a party with once, film critics, and uh, they were arguing about when Back to the Future came out and they both went on Wikipedia, one to look it up and one to change the date that it said on Wikipedia. It's a straight five. Like anybody, uh, it's, so it's like the, the comics equivalent would be Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, where it's just obscure enough that people haven't heard it. But if you give it to anyone, they're like, enough of this resonates with things that I'm interested in. Because yeah, if, they're, if they love Top Gear, there's a monster truck. If they love fighting, there's that. If they like attractive people saying incoherent things, there's that as well. Greg? 
I I didn't enjoy the film, but I would give it a four with recommendability because I reckon most people would enjoy it. Yeah. I wouldn't say, here's a film I love, have a go on it. I would say, I didn't like this, but I am almost certainly wrong. <laughs> um, Helen? So going back to IMDb, most people on there give it either a nine or a ten. There is... No, but what's, okay, so what's the average score? Because it can't mean... That's out of five. <laughs> <laughs> what's the average score? What's the uh, IMDb I score? I didn't get that far. Um, you can look it up. So this is a film that I know a lot of people, like Steve, hold very, very close to their heart. And definitely, if you are going to watch it, then I would recommend that the best kind of experience would be a drunk experience or watching it with someone like Steve who can bring the enthusiasm to it. Um, I don't think I am its target audience. And I think I, if I had a seen this... Not even when Swayze does Tai Chi half naked. No. I mean, I've, I was expecting it to be a I bit more just... violent, actually. I was, I was watching the Tai Chi and it just made me think of Joker. <laughs> the, I was like, is Joaquin Phoenix channeling Roadhouse? The Tai Chi just goes on for far too long. Yeah. Was it even Tai Chi? Or was he just like practicing his moves that he was going to use later on? That's one of the great questions. Is it? That's Confucius says. Is and- Tai Chi dancing or practicing beating up children slowly? <laughs> it's also nearly two hours. It's quite a... Oh, the God. joke... The joke... With a joke film or a film that has kind of... This isn't a joke film. It's 1989. Well, like, the film irony... So what's your recommendability score? Yet. Three. <laughs> um, I'm going to go for 4.5. Um, it's a bit violent in places, but it's like randomly violent. This this could be... I don't see why this needs to be an 18 kind of violence because it is cartoony. You ripped someone's throat out. You don't <laughs> no, want to see no, it. I'm not, I'm, not classing, I'm not saying the rating. I'm not, I don't understand why it's an 18, but I don't see why it needs to be that gory. Because this should be like a, a, a super comic booky type of violent film. Yeah. It doesn't need that that many boobs. It just to be, doesn't need to be that bloody for the kind of film it is. No. I'd, I'd argue it doesn't need any of the nudity in it. No, it's absolutely the, no, not. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's an 80s film. It's, it's gratuitous. A, it yeah. doesn't need our hero, speaking of that one woman who did the strip dance, uh, going to have a pet. Keep it on a leash. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's also, what your hero said. I did wonder said. whether it's part funded by like a bad 80s plastic surgeon because there were an awful lot of bad 80s fake boobs on display that looked like someone had just cut a grapefruit in half and shoved bits of it onto somebody's flesh. The sex scene was notable by how uncomfortable both of them look. <laughs> Is this the, the Swayze doctor sex yes. scene where they decide to have sex against a completely unprotected wall. sandstone wall that would have ripped her skin but straight thankfully, off? thankfully, after about 30 seconds ago, no, terrible idea, there's a bed right there. Yeah. <laughs> First time you're having sex, sandstone wall. Repeat viewing score. Steve, I'm sensing it's I've, going to be quite I've high. seen this loads of times with loads of different people. Do you, loads do you wager, of can you guesstimate how many times that might be? Is it double digits? Uh, no, it's probably seven or eight. Okay. But it's a film that, um, like, if you're in a different mood, you can watch it in a different way. And you're with different people, you can have different fun with it. And, um, yeah, so I, I would say four and a half, because uh, the specific thing that you can't watch it if you're a straight man on a date with a woman, it's an early date, because Sam Elliott will... Will ruin your life for you, <laughs> ruin the date for you. Well, he'll cock block you, that's what I'm saying. 
Greg. Now, when you say repeat viewing, are you specifically asking repeat viewing for me personally? Would I watch it over and over yeah, again for, you, for me in my your, life? Is your but it's not. It's not about what I think this w- film is for people. It's about specific. Because for me, one for people, probably three and a half. <laughs> for you, give your your rating. Are you not in the subset people? No, but I just think I particularly didn't enjoy it. But mm. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to be in the minority. So I think the, I think the recommendability kind of eeks towards your your think your consideration for the people but for I'm yourself. not going to see it again sure so I'm going to go with a one that's just, one podcast idea bind just to, I'm going to go oh if you've got an idea for us to do a thing then two <laughs> <laughs> Helen uh, yeah I'm, I'm not going to revisit this one I'm with Greg on this one a one um, I it's, it's nearly two hours. Yeah, but you set up for films you like as well. Yeah, two brilliant films. What are you talking about? <laughs> I think I'm going to... I will watch it again. And it would be quite cool to... If I was at a friend's house for the weekend, Friday, and get some beers out and say, let's watch Roadhouse. Yeah. And you can just enjoy it. You can chat to your mate in between the, the stupid bits. So I'm going to go for 3.5. I'm not going to watch it that often, but I'd be happy to watch it when I do. Yeah, and if you don't enjoy it, just watch Roadhouse 2, at which point your expectations will be so low that you will be really looking forward Give to watching Roadhouse, Roadhouse again. I'm looking forward to the remake. Of Roadhouse? Yeah. Who's, who's going to be Dalton? I don't know. They started talking about it in 2015, and it's gone quite quiet <laughs> over the last couple of years, but hopefully they'll... Uh... No, because the, the special effects here were great. Everything was on point. The yeah. misogyny was non-existent, so they don't need to... Re- <laughs> well, the film did pass the, the fight- back... The Bechdel test at the moment when a woman bought drugs from another woman, but that was the only moment where it even got close to passing the Bechdel test. I'm not sure if the Bechdel test on its own can <laughs> save this film. I like the scene. I did like that scene where he was, he was there checking out the new bar is going to work out, checking out all the people working there. Okay, so she sells, she sells drugs in this shithole of a bar. That must, she must be the worst person in the entire world. Yeah. Surely he should have had a word with them before immediately firing them. I know admittedly firing that little prick is the reason the film happened but it seemed odd just coming in and going like you're gone you're gone you're gone should mm. be like you you and you in my office let's have a word yeah there's now no we, hr department at the double no we need to assert your authority you need to assert yeah. your authority in that kind especially of especially when you're that small <laughs> small screen score segway well the explosions fit on a telly quite well i thought um, i've never seen it at the cinema it wouldn't occur to me to go and see it at the cinema if you were going past Prince Charles and it was you had two hours to spare and it was about to start would you dive in there I think it's the sort of thing that if there was a showing and it was going to be full of other Roadhouse fans well, and, and we were all going to shout pain don't hurt together <laughs> that I think would be an experience that's that exactly would what to. would happen at Prince Charles but you know a load of people in my house could do that whilst we watch it on the telly so a small screen score I mean it's a five I don't I don't see what the cinema would add mm. other than friends and I've got friends Gregory Five, yeah. A small, a small. I don't have a problem with watching things on tellies or phones. I don't think it detracts from anything yeah. whatsoever. I, well, I disagree, but I'm not in this case. I prefer it because so often yeah. sound is garbage in cinema. And there's people. I think you go to the wrong cinemas. Yeah, you definitely go to nicer cinemas. It will improve your watching experience. Not of this, but. <laughs> well, I have to go to like parent and baby screenings. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ask for your tips later on. Uh, Helen. Uh, yeah, five. Um, I think this is the perfect movie. When I used to work in a um, CD and record shop Ooh. back in the day, um, when we had this, we had was to... Was it our price? It wasn't. It was an independent one, ah. so it's not one you'd know. Cool. But um, basically, we had to reorder Roadhouse every week when so- it came in on DVD. 
In fact, we went to the point where we had to order more than one copy so that right, we so, always have. So you gave it one for repeat viewing, despite that objective evidence that everybody wants to repeat view it. I mean, it was like five nights. Yeah, but it's based on her, her opinion. Yeah, You've given it five in yours. Um, I'm going to small screen score of five. I wouldn't watch, I don't think it's good enough to watch in Prince Charles. Well, so the nudity would be even more gratuitous on a cinema <laughs> screen. You'd be like, whoa! <laughs> yeah, because we've had 80s films on with, where we like stir crazy, where we thought, oh God, this is going to be rough, this is going to be racist, misogynist, homophobic, and it just wasn't. This was, we, I didn't know what was going to happen here, but there was just like boobs for no reason, no. anyway, shape no, or form. You can tell that somebody had written in a funding contract somewhere that in order to sell it to a specific market, it yeah. had to have a quota. But yeah, they didn't add anything. No. Uh, engagement score. Well, this is like, I hate to be the guy, but you've seen how engaged I am in that I have written poetry based on the IMDB keywords. True. Uh, I am semi-obsessed with this film. Uh, semi. So I stay fully, I think, like, I watch it only under the optimum circumstances, but uh, I have to go full marks. Like, it's it's a film I keep watching with different people. Uh, engagement, I am going to... Right, I, again, I didn't enjoy this film at all, but I am going to go with four because I am engaged in this discussion yeah. so much and I'm engaged with the idea of the film so, so much. <laughs> the only thing about this film I don't like is the act of watching it. But, <laughs> like learning about it, discussing it, um, possibly watching it o- under different circumstances when absolutely ruined would be quite enjoyable. Yeah. So I'm going to go with a four for engagement. Helen? Uh, I'm going a bit lower. I'm going to go for a three. I think I probably should have been drunk watching this and I would have been more... More in drunk on Drambui and Tia Maria mixed together because when they get booze delivered, that's all they get delivered is loads and loads and loads of Drambui and Tia Maria. Those ultimate American dive bar staples. I felt so sorry for those guys because I I used to work in bars and I used to be the guy that got all the the cases of beer out and it's just like uh, cases and Mm. all the barrels. And I just thought... Dude, that's such a hard job. I hated that day when I had to move all the fucking beer barrels. <laughs> so I to have some knobhead come along and start smashing them. I was angry. Um, I was engaged in this because I did not know where this film was going to go. Um, so I'm going to go for 4.5. <laughs> and that gives us an overall score of 3.93750. That's surprisingly high. Yeah. No, I think that's about... Because I, I think... There are films which, this is not a Jepsy that good a film, but for Netflix, it works quite well. We gave it five for small screen score yeah, all the way down the board. That's why I said I think it's a great Netflix film. I think it's only recently come on, hasn't it? I think. Um, no, I don't track the arrival of Roadhouse. I <laughs> downloaded it many years ago. <laughs> so let's, we went, let's go to Twitter. As always, we will, ahead of the recording, tweet. So please do follow us on Twitter and it'll be, uh, we're reviewing the name of the film. In this case, it's Roadhouse with Gregory underscore Ackerman and Steve X underscore X, sorry, from Chaotic Adequate. Have you seen it? Tell us your thought for an on-air shout out. And uh, we had a few responses. If you would like to read the first one out for us, Steve. I mean, most of these responses are just gifts because Roadhouse is very yeah. rich in the world of gifts. Oh, yeah. So I think people just gift away, didn't they? I think there's only one response. Well, one was, what, is, what if Roadhouse is your life, but you are Sam Elliott? But that's not, that's not a review. 
No, well, <laughs> but that's the thing. Roadhouse inspires deeper thinking. Just well, a review is a very shallow way to respond to a film, in my opinion. So yeah, that, that then did lead into a bit of a thread. Yeah. So yeah. Here we go. It's one of those movies you must watch every time it's on, repeatability. Swayze's Zen <laughs> bouncer, the bad guy and his henchman, a quality 80s cheese, plus the guy from Emergency. Remember to practice your tiger claw attack. You never know when someone will try to take advantage of your mercy. That person then gives it 3.75. It sounds Sorry, like he's going to give it a five. To get a four from <laughs> Scott E. Very close to the actual score that it scores overall that. He wasn't far off. Great minds. And the next one was a very short review. This is from Ryboid underscore zero zero seven. That's not his Twitter name. That's not his app name. That's uh, how you want to. No, that's his real name. That's yeah. his actual name. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to give blue tick real name. Yeah, yeah. Watching it just now again for the umpteenth time. All time classic. Five star. Time classic. Yeah. It's nice. Very very simple. So guys, thank you so much for your time. Um, please sign off by telling people where we can find you online. And we'll say goodbye to the listeners. If you love me and Greg, which obviously you do, you can find us at chaoticadequate.com or your favourite podcast provider. Yes, just do that. Go there, listen to us. It is good. <laughs> <laughs> it is good. Okay. Thank you very much, we'll guys. We'll hire Gregory to do your marketing. <laughs> yeah, buy it. It is good. Thanks for coming on. Cheers, guys. Thank, Thank you very Bye. much indeed. Bye-bye. 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 Enjoyed this episode of Flix Watcher Podcast? Why not leave us a five-star review on iTunes? You can also follow us at FlixWatcherPod on Twitter and we're at FlixWatcher on Instagram. Thanks as always to the mighty people for their mighty, mighty tunes and Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. If you're looking to get your podcast edited as sweet as this, get in touch with Ben and that's Rockwood, R-O-K-K, Wood audio tell them flicks what you sent you you just heard a stripped media production